Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. We're not. We're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And today is our year in review. Yeah, we decided to do a year in review. And then Dory came up with a nice hook for our year in review. I was like, what are we going to talk about in this? Like, are we recapping month by month? And you suggested five things we're proud of. I did. Because you know what? This uh, Look, I'll be honest. This year has been hard for me and my family. And there is a version of this episode where I just kind of talk about all the like depressing things that have happened this year. And I was like, that's just going to be... I don't know. That's going to be depressing for me and for everyone else. And I am trying to like reframe the narrative a little bit and remember that there are things that I am proud of this year. Mm. So here we go. (laughs) This is kind of also interesting too, because it's a thinking of things that you're proud of it requires you to like, this is going to sound pretty sad, like yourself or like tap into things. Like for me, that's a yeah. hard, that this is a hard thing to access things yeah. I'm proud of. I would, yeah. I too, it would be much easier if you're, you were like, uh, 2023 constructive criticism for yourself. I would totally, be like, no right? prob. Yes. 20 things off the top of my head. Yes, exactly. But exactly. I had to kind of like really like, reflect and yeah. it isn't always comfortable to be like oh, i'm proud of myself mm-hmm. so yep. trying this to was get an interesting out journey. of our comfort zones <laughs> i mean i'm there how would you like to proceed do you want to each do one at a time yeah, do we want to one at a time okay all right number one dory what's your number one my number Things one you're proud of 2023 My number one is that I joined a tennis team and I'm proud of this because I had originally said when I, when I started playing tennis again during the pandemic, I was like, this is just going to be for me. I just want to play tennis. Um, it's like, it's really fun to like become a better tennis player. And then like, I don't know, two years in, I was like, I've like, you want to be able, part of the fun of tennis is being able to play with other people. And in order to like really play with other people, you kind of have to be at a certain 
like intermediate level where it's fun for you and it's fun for the other person because you know, you don't want to play with someone who's so much better than you that like they're not having fun. And mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my lessons were great, but I wasn't really like learning how to play with someone else. It was a lot of technique, which is obviously very important. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to join, I'm going to join a tennis team. And I only won one match, but it was great. And I met some people and now one of the people from that team started a different team of over for this, this season, um, USTA, which is United States tennis association, like decides every season, like what the teams are going to be. So this season they said there's going to be over 40 teams. So like over age 40. Um, okay. So she put together an over 40 women's team and I joined it. And so I'm going to do Ooh. it again. And it's been really fun. It like, it's fun to have more people to play tennis with. So I am proud of myself that I joined the tennis team because I also have like my serve is not that good, but I had to kind of like get over that. It is now improved to the point where at least I get it in, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, you make not the a, serve. Yes. I make the serve. It's not a great serve, but I get it in, which is an improvement. So I am, that is one thing that I'm proud of from this year. Congratulations. Thank you so much. How Kate, often do, do you does your team play? So this new team just started. Actually, the season doesn't start till the new year, but we've been practicing. Um, there's usually one or two scheduled practices a week. And then I will usually either like hit with someone or or play live ball. Um another day a week. So I'm I'm playing probably like twice a week. Sometimes more, sometimes it's three times, but like I'm playing pretty consistently. I think that's great. Way to push yourself out of your comfort zone on that one. Thank you so much, Kate. What about you? What's your first thing? Okay. My first one is that I finished writing my second novel. Yeah, you did. Last summer, which creatively and like confidence wise was a real challenge for me. And there were moments of deep despair. Mm. And I, again, like I'm, and I'm really proud of where it ended up. And I like really fell in love with the book by the end. Uh, But there were just moments where I was, it was a really challenging process getting this book to the place where I felt good about it. And I really went through a little bit of a ringer in terms of like, who do I think I am that I think I can write books? You know, like I had a lot of like, maybe Mm. I just, maybe I, maybe it was a fluke that I've written a novel and I don't Mm. really, I can't really do this. I had a lot of that, a lot, a lot of that. And so I'm very proud that I finished and I'm really proud of the story and I feel I, I feel proud of it and I have to give uh, a big shout out to my editor, Amy, who has been amazing through this process, who might even be listening, who's was just a, just a true saint and cheerleader and support mm. system as I worked through this one um, and really helped me make the book as, as good as I think it could be. But 
it was a real, it was like a real journey, Dory. It was really, there were times where I was like, what the fuck do I, like, should I just, should I just throw this away and never write a book again? What am I doing? Not to mention the like time and like the amount, you know, like I'd work on the podcast and do other stuff and work and then feed my kids, put my kids to bed and then go back to work, you know, just kind of the the physical exhaustion of writing. It was a lot, but, Mm. but now it is almost done. Like the bulk of the writing, the now we're just kind of in the final touches of things. So that feels really good. And then of course I'm like, can't wait to write more books. Hope somebody wants more books for me. I have more ideas. Yeah. I love writing books, but sometimes it's really uh, an emotional slog. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But I I do love these two characters so much. I really fell in love with them by the end. And they really have have some they have some open door sex. So if you're into that, you're into okay. some smooching. It's happening in the second book. I don't know if I'm into that, but maybe when I read it, I will be into that. You don't have a choice because you're my friend, so you have to read it <laughs> and you have to love it. What if I get to those pages and I just hold my hands over my eyes and I'm like, ah, no. <laughs> I would not be offended. I don't I don't begrudge anybody. I'm just kidding. Who, I will I, I know, will read but it. in sincere honesty, not every book is for every person. And I am never offended if somebody doesn't read my work or like my work. I don't need to know about it necessarily, but it's okay. Right. All right. Keep it, keep it to yourself. Enough from me. Yeah. 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 I'm going to shut up now. Okay. Dory, number two on your list. Number, number two, two list. is I taught some new people how to play Mahjong. And now I have a second regular Mahjong game. With different people than the original regular With different Mahjong people game? than the original Mahjong game. Wow. And this is very exciting for me because um, I'll talk about this more in a bit because it is another one of my bullet points, but just like figuring out how I like to socialize has been like a big theme mm-hmm. for me over the past few years, especially post pandemic. And mm-hmm. I love a game night. I love having the focus be on something that is not making small talk, which I yes. know has its place, but which I find very draining and hard after a while at the not even after a while like <laughs> like just within the first few seconds draining and hard um but give me a game and that's just like you thrive yes i'm set um so that was really that was very satisfying to be able to do that i'm very impressed that you have two ongoing mahjong games thank you so much kate well, my number two is that I am proud that I worked really hard on kind of sh- shifting my perspective and approach as a parent. Mm. Because one thing that I really was not prepared for is how different kids are as they turn into like tweens and teenagers. Like your relationships change with them. And I, I don't think I had like truly prepared for how intense and emotional that would be and what it would require for me like Mm -hmm. it requires it really requires me to like honestly shut up it requires me to shut up and bite my tongue and just it just I've had to change how I parent and how I relate to my kids and I don't think I have done a great job of this all the time but I think I'm proud that I'm aware of it and that I'm kind of understanding like especially my oldest child's hopefully I mean dear god 
she or her friends could listen to this and be like, your mom thinks she's doing a good job. LOL. (laughs) No cap, whatever the fuck they say. But, um, but I, me as a parent feel like I have, I've started to figure out how to parent them as they go through this next phase of life. Because that was, Mm. you, and I don't know if everybody has experienced this, who is a parent, but for me, it was just like, oh my God, I have to do this differently now. Like they need me to show up differently and I got to change. And that's hard for me and my ego and yada, yada, yada. So I think I did an okay job doing that. Yeah. (sighs) Have we had our low moments? Tons. Of course. But I'm going to, I'm going to save those. I, I will say like, one of my takeaways from this year, and this is something that I'm still struggling with, but it's just really hit home for me that it's not about the the quote unquote failures or the things you did wrong, again, in quotes, but it's like how you recover. Oh boy. And how you repair. The apologizing. Yes. And I just need to like remember that and and remind myself that like I am a resilient person, you know? Yeah. That things are hard now, but it's like how am mm. I going to get out of it? Uh, resilience is a good word. Resilient. That's a good word of the year for you. I like that one. Thank you, Kate. Well, along those lines, I did something – that like was very scary and vulnerable for me, which is that I sent an email out to like close to a hundred people, mostly like professional contacts. <laughs> um, just being like, I'm kind of struggling professionally and I would love to just like talk to you about how, like how you're doing things. And Mm. A friend of mine had sent out a similar email a few months ago. And one thing that she mentioned when I talked to her about it was that she got the like biggest response from her weak ties, meaning like people who she had a sort of like less close relationship with. Oh, that's fascinating. Like maybe someone she worked with 10 years ago versus her best friend. You know what I mean? Not that her best friend wasn't there for her, but like that people, she was surprised by the people who kind of almost like came out of the woodwork to offer to help in a professional way, a career way who she might not have ever thought would have. And so I had that kind of in my brain as I was like putting together this list of people and it was like a real random list. And there were a bunch of people on there who I was like, haven't spoken to this person in like (laughs) years. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I had a good relationship with them or we work together or I know that they like helping people or they're a connector or whatever. And I was like, I'll just put them on the list. And and like, lo and behold, like for the most part, those have been the people who have been like, let's get coffee. Um, It's it's very interesting. It's like an interesting like human behavior thing. That's really cool. Yeah. And like way, way to go to reach out. Like that is mm-hmm. asking for help in that way or, or just even kind of putting yourself out there in that way is very vulnerable. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, 
it was kind of scary, but I'm glad I did it. I think it was good practice for me to like ask for what I need and to also realize that like there are people who do want to help. Even if it's just like having a half hour phone call with me. Yeah. Just for kind sure. of talking things through. Doesn't have to be like, here's a job or here's mm. you know what I mean? Like it's just like those conversations are really valuable and I'm like very grateful for them. So that's something that I'm proud of because that was like a big step out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and also like a core, like this is not really related, but I just shoved it in this bullet point anyway, but I launched a new podcast, um, which was exciting called too much money with Joe Piazza. And by the time this airs, I think we will have released five episodes, six episodes, something like that, which is exciting. And yeah, yeah, I don't know where it's going to go, but like we're having fun doing it and yeah. It's so going in my ears is where of. it's going, Dory. It's going right into Kate's ears. <laughs> Kate, what's well, next on your list? I will share my number three, which is that I did some real all caps work in therapy on a variety of things that are Ooh. notoriously very hard for me. Ooh, okay. And this year has been, I think, one of like up- upheaval for me. It's been it's been emotionally, you know, we talk about a lot of stuff on the podcast, but we obviously don't share our whole lives, you know, for a reason. And this has just been a hard year. It's just been I don't even know kind of know even if I could pinpoint one thing, but it's just been really challenging for me and I have just been kind of emotionally in it and mm-hmm. I have really tried to get a little uncomfortable in therapy and dig in a little bit more and also kind of um, look at, look at my like uh, patterns of behavior and Mm. just certain things that I'm proud of myself for kind of going there. Um, Cause therapy, like sometimes it's nice. You just go and talk for an hour, but other times it's like hard, you know, I don't want to touch on this, this like pain point. Um, And kind of as part of this, you know, I, I have a friend who always like sets a word as an intention for each year and mm. I've done it in past years with her and never kind of like I, I'll like pick a word and then never think about it again. But this year I picked b- gentle and calm and those words became like very significant for me throughout the year. And I think a lot of kind of the work I did in therapy was about how I, I'm trying to gain those things in my life. So mm. um you know, long way to go, but I'm proud that I proud that I went there. So, Dory, should we take a little break and then come back yeah, with let's a couple more of our five things we're proud of? Let's do that. Whew, we'll be right okay. back. Oh, wait. Before we take a break, let's just remind people that we do have a website, forever35podcast.com. You can find links to everything we mentioned on the show. We're also on Instagram at forever35podcast. We have a Patreon that we're just doing some fun stuff over at uh, patreon.com slash forever35. We have a newsletter, forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. The last issue of the year is going out tomorrow. And if you want to reach us, call or text us at 781-591-0390 and email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. I personally would love to hear what people are proud of in their lives this year. So if you want to let us know, call, text, email us. Spill the beans. All right. Now we're going to take a break. 
I am the first to admit that gift giving is not easy for everyone. It's taken me a long time to become like a halfway decent gift giver. But what I have learned is that the best way to win the gift giving game is to gift memories. Ooh. And you know how you do that, Kate? I'm I'm ready. I'm listening. The Aura Digital Mm -hmm. Frame Mm -hmm. preloaded with decades of family photos. We have gifted this to many people. And when you gift this, your family will love looking back on childhood memories and seeing what you're up to today. Even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating the frame with new photos. So it's really the gift that keeps on giving. It's super easy to set up. It takes literally two minutes. You download the app. You set up the Wi-Fi. Boom. Boom. You're good to go. Yep. We have given this to my parents. We've given Mm -hmm. this to Matt's parents. Mm -hmm. Same, same. It's so easy because you can add photos from the app like anytime you want. And also like my brother has the app so he can add photos from his family. My sister has the app so she can add photos. My parents also have it. So they also add their own photos. That is one of the coolest parts I think of the Aura Frame is that everybody can contribute. Yes. I love that about uh, we have two aura frames in our house i have Ooh. one in my office and yeah and one in our family room and do my they kids have, love it do they have the same pictures on them no they have different pictures <gasps> Ooh, mm-hmm. oh that's interesting maybe i should get one from my office I'm looking at a picture one of my in, children right now right interesting mm-hmm. hmm. putting that away for later store that Yes. Uh, the Aura app lets you share photos more securely than with email, which is what many other digital frames require. And also, then you're not taking up your email storage. So, win-win. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Forever 35 listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code FOREVER35 at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day-to-day. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me Mm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, Try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Forever35. 
You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos And like within a few weeks, I had done a consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now, that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. I think it's safe to say that we have suffered through bras. We've been uncomfortable in them. We've devoted whole episodes to finding good ones. But I'm here to say enough is enough. 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 I mean, Dory, have I ever told you? Have I ever told you what I did in college when I needed a bra to wear with a fancy dress? What? I cut the top of pantyhose and then I duct taped that to my chest. Oh. Sounds uncomfortable. Because <laughs> I, I didn't have honey love when I was in college. No. Well, we are here to say no more being uncomfortable. With no. Honey, no. With Honey Love's bras, you will wonder why it took so long to make something so comfortable and so supportive. There's no underwire, but through some kind of wonderful magic, they managed to not sacrifice lift. All while making it in a fabric that's so comfortable, you barely know it's there. Especially the crossover bra. I wear one of these almost every day. I'm wearing one right now because it's so comfortable and it easily fits into my life. But if you like a breathable and versatile legging, Honey Love has you covered on that front too. Plus, they have tanks, shapewear, and their V-bra that has molded cups still without the underwire to keep you from getting that dreaded uniboob effect other more relaxed bras tend to give you. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we send you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. Okay. All right. Number fours. Our number fours. Number fours. Um, this is like a this is a parenting related one for me. I feel like this year I really tried to like see my kid 
and Mm -hmm. understand like where he's at and meet him where he's at, but also try to like stretch his comfort zones a little bit, Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. which is, you know, it's a delicate balance, but here's, here's what I'll say. We had his parent teacher conference um, a couple weeks ago. And you know he's in preschool, so it's not like it's not like he's getting a report card. It's it's like a just it's a it's a pretty sure. informal conversation with his teachers, um, but they did this cute little like slideshow of his day, and they kind of talked mm. through it and had all these pictures of him and a video. It was like it was very cute. But then at the end, they were like, "Look, he's just a happy guy." Oh, and I was like, "Yeah, he is a happy guy." Like he just has like a zest for life and it's, you know, kids are who they are. Like if my child was the total opposite, I could do all these things and he might not have a zest for life or be a happy kid. But I hope that I am like cultivating and encouraging that. And I think that I am. So that is something that I'm proud of as a mom. Good job, Dory. Thank you, Kate. That's really sweet. You? My number four is that I really focused this year on trying to get my ass offline and into the present and trying to show up intentionally and be more present for people in my life. And I think I did a better job of that this year. And this required me to get pushed out of my comfort zone a little bit. I keep saying that, but it, it required, like, I, I tried to be more conscientious in terms of, like, how do I show up? How do I express how I feel to people? Mm. How do I communicate? Am, am I doing a good job communicating? Am I listening? Am I receiving? You know, but I'm trying, it, it's been really important for me to really consider, like, how do I show up for my, the people and the communities that are a part of my life? Um, and how do I really, you know, how do I really show up? Um, so I'm proud of myself. I think I did a better job with it. I mean, I will say just as your friend, you, you really like, I feel like this, I feel like most of the time I've known you, you've talked about not wanting to be on social media as much. And this Dory. year you really, so ongoing. it's an ongoing thing, but I, it, it did feel like this year there was like a shift where you like oh. really did it. Um, so as your friend, I am proud of you for setting and keeping those boundaries with yourself, because as we all know, keeping your own boundaries with yourself (laughs) are like the hardest boundaries to keep. The worst, the hardest. I mean, codependent no more, except with myself. I'm like codependent with my fucking self. (laughs) We should write that book. We should write that book. Codependent no more with yourself. I mean, you feel, I think that's kind of what you're saying though, right? It's like sometimes like we can be good at setting boundaries, but like we're the last person we set our own boundaries with. And you know, it's all those cliches of like, they can't get out of their own way. Mm -hmm. They're self-sabotage, like all those things. Okay, wait, this is a total aside, but I, 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 I feel I need to say this. I need to speak my truth. Okay, I'm ready. I love Taylor Swift, Uh but she has this habit of repeating 
thing like known cliches and putting them in her songs and then or saying them in interviews and then her fans a lot of her fans seem to think that she made them up (laughs) what's an example of one like play stupid games win stupid prizes she did not make that up Uh, that is a saying that is a thing people have been saying for years but now it's like (laughs) Play stupid games, win stupid prizes has become like a Taylor Swiftism. A direct quote from Taylor Allison Smith. Swift. Right, exactly. Smith. And it's like, okay, yes, she she, she popularized it, mm-hmm, but she did mm-hmm. not come up with this. Mm-hmm. Same with like trash, the trash takes itself out or whatever she said in the Time Magazine article. She didn't come up with that. That's a saying. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Don't come for me, Swifties. I've just like noticed this happening wait, again and again wait, where I'm like, how did we get here? She did not make this up. <laughs> no, but we had to, how did we get here from codependent it's, it's great. with ourselves? She put it in her song. Oh, because I said, the journey? Um, you know, we can't get out of our own. Oh, there way. we go. I see. Like that's like a the all these cliches. And then I was just thinking about cliches and I was thinking about sayings and I was thinking about Taylor Swift. This thing that has bugged me, <laughs> and you had to get it out. <laughs> I, had to, I had to get it out, and like I again, I have I I I love Taylor Swift. I went to her concert. I think she's a genius. Her music is amazing. It's just this this one it's one little thing. Look, I me. think it's fair to <laughs> critique your fave story. <sighs> Maybe it's not even her. Like, I, I, she, it's not like she's saying I made this up. Well, she's not claiming to have made it but up. But it's also the reaction coming from younger people who maybe aren't fully aware of like turns of yes. phrase. You know, like like totally. my thirteen year old who probably right. thinks this. Right. Yes, a thousand percent. And and also, she is known for writing her own songs. So I could see someone who might not be familiar with some of these sayings being like, oh, she, well, she wrote this song. And like, yes, she did. Like, wow, what a genius. But she's also incorporating. She wrote play stupid games. This- you win stupid prizes. Like, wow, that's an amazing <laughs> observation. <laughs> now, look, she might be the first one to set it to music, but she didn't make it. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Things Dory's proud of this year. Taking Taylor Swift to task on her use of cliches. No, I'm not even... Again, it's like not even... Not even like... uh, I don't know. (laughs) This is such a Doryism. I love it so much. I know. This is a very me thing It is, and I love everything about it. You know what's not on my list this year? Like random... I'm not proud of like random asides. (laughs) 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 <laughs> that have nothing to do with the episode. Okay, well, what is your um, fifth? What is your fifth thing on your list? Okay, so this is kind of related to what I was saying about the mahjong thing. I did have some good like realizations about myself socially and how I show up for my friends and what I want out of friendships, and I think I'm like doing a better job with that, like just kind of like showing up, um, and also realizing that I like game nights. I really like a game night and I need to kind of find my game and my game night people. Cause maybe it's Rummy Cube. I love Rummy Cube and I need to, I have had friends who've been like, I'll play that with you. So I need to kind of like, I need to make it happen. I think I'm going to have to have to do it. This will challenge some of the things I've mentioned already, but maybe it's time because I fucking love Rummy Cube. I play it every day. 
Okay, my number five okay, what is, your is that I deepened my understanding of myself, my ADHD, and my other neurodivergencies and started understanding more what I need to do not just to function, but to thrive from medication to systems to quiet, etc. I'm reading, obviously. That was not that was not off the top of my head. I feel like I'm I'm understanding myself a little bit more in a way that before mm. I didn't understand, I, I couldn't see things about myself, but I was like, I don't know how to support this. I feel like a, a, a bag in the wind, a plastic bag in the wind. I feel like that scene from that movie that I can't remember the name of starring Kevin Spacey, where the plastic bag just floats in the wind. But now I feel like I have a better kind of understanding. The usual suspects? No, American Beauty, I think. Oh, sure. Yes, yes. I have a better, like I'm able to understand like, oh, right now I'm overstimulated. And right now mm. I need quiet. I'm going to put on noise canceling headphones. Like I'm I'm able to kind of have like, oh, I like I, these are the kind of things I need in order to feel and do better. And that has been revelatory. I love this. Kate. And I did just want to throw a little bonus into the mix, which is that we throw. that we did a lot of stuff with the podcast that I feel very proud of from launching our Patreon to creating season one over there and other new content to doing two live digital shows to raising money for our giving circle, which really only happened thanks to the support of listeners. You know, I feel proud. I do too. And I'm really glad you put this on here. All right. Well, Kate, let's let's take another break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit up about the upcoming year. All right. BRB. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, Dory, we are we are back or as you have said in the past, we are B. We are B. Um so yeah, we usually talk about our weekly intentions here and we thought we would talk not just about like our 2024 intentions, but just kind of like visions for the new year and I just want to share that I went to a holiday party on Saturday night and this person, the person, the host had 
like it was it was it was very cool it was like a like a bar mitzvah they had a caricaturist they had a magician walking around doing like close-up magic they had um a tarot card reader wow this etc sounds like a very fun it was very cool so i was like i'm gonna get my tarot read and the tarot card reader first of all i drew the king of cups which is an interesting Mm -hmm. card and i also drew the three of swords which is another interesting card and basically what he said is that someone from my past and i i did not tell him about this email that i'd sent out to 100 people but he said someone from my past who i'd worked with in who i'd worked with in the past was going to approach me about working together and doing something together and that i shouldn't be afraid of this that the 3 of swords represented like me cutting through like my fears and I don't know. It was interesting. It was it like, you know, I know a lot of tarot is kind of like you, you hear what you want to hear and you take away what you, what you want to take away. But I I I thought it was a timely reminder for mm. me as I go into this next year really feeling like I need to you know, I need to just like do something that is going to be financially sustainable for me and and what that is, I don't know, but I need to like figure that out. And so it was a, it was a, it was a good, just kind of like way to go into the new year, I think. With this reading. Kate, what about you? So as I mentioned earlier, um, I am, I really like this practice of thinking about a word to focus on each year. And really because this has been very meaningful for me in the last year. Um, I've never really had an experience like this where I almost uh, like without forcing it really felt like I needed to lean into the urge to kind of slow things down and, um, mm. and, and seek out a more calm existence in the way that that means for me, you know? And it's been really it's been a really just kind of lovely thing to kind of reflect on and is like, you know, kind of focus on throughout the year. And so I have been thinking about this kind of word that I want to land on for 2024. And I'm somewhere in the kind of world of grounded, rooted, kind of this, I'm thinking it's not necessarily confidence per se as a word, but I like the idea of kind of focusing on like trusting that I know who I am, what I stand mm. for, owning owning mm-hmm. it and feeling strong in I think maybe my values and my sense of self. Being really yeah, that's kind of where Ooh. I'm I feel emotionally like I'm headed as a human is kind of thinking and reflecting on that, but also, you know, energetically Dory, I tend to be kind of a little I'm not spacey, but I tend to be very like I get hyper and I'm kind of like all up in my head. I get a little cerebral and excited and emotional and overwhelmed. And so I'm just really Mm -hmm. thinking about, I mean, not not I'm thinking about the root chakra, the first chakra and just kind of this like groundedness is really has just been kind of an overwhelming urge. I'm, I'm seeking the feeling of being grounded this year. 
So I haven't picked a word yet, but that is kind of where I'm I'm leaning. And like when I'm thinking about confidence, it's it's not this kind of like outward confidence, but more like an inner sense of confidence that I don't necessarily have to prove to anybody else that I am confident because I trust in myself. Mm. These are Ooh. this is aspirational. I am not I'm not nowhere I'm nowhere near feeling this way yet, but that is really I think what I would like to focus on for the next year. And then you know, you know, Ooh, I've been kind yeah. of thinking about like what are my what's like my intentions for 2024? Like what do we want to do this year? You know, on like a on like a hobby level, I haven't been horseback riding since I haven't gone horseback riding since June. I was, you know, out of I was visiting family and then busy and then I sprained my ankle very badly and now I have plantar fasciitis, so I haven't really done anything with my foot, but I would like to get back to riding and just also just like horse care and being around horses. And as mentioned, I kind of want to dig deeper into, you know, I think I've spent a lot of time in my life in therapy exploring my um, struggles with self-esteem. And now I'm ready to like dig deeper into like how to build that foundation. And then I also Mm. really want to continue focusing on like supporting and connecting with my friends and community. Um, that's like kind of on a on a local level, just in terms of some organizations that I'm involved in and ways in which I can better show up for my community, like my community people I do know and, and just my community around me and spend time with people I love and read and read a lot of books. I love read a lot of books you. and play more Rama Cube. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you mentioned earlier that resilience could be mm. my word. <laughs> For 2023, but I actually think that that is my word. That's for what I meant. I meant that that could be your word. Sorry, yes, that is what oh, I meant. Oh, I feel oh. like that's a good word for you. Maybe I miss. I you might have no said worries. that, and I misunderstood it. Um, I yeah, I think that this is a good word for me because I have not like I haven't felt super resilient this year. I feel like I've felt kind of like mm. drowning and. I want to be able to kind of like come out the other side of things with the acknowledgement that this is not just up to me, right? Like this is also up to my partner. Um, and you know, that's a, there are some things that I can't control, right. But I can control my own behavior and outlook, I think. Um, so focusing, I think on resilience, for next year, I think is going to be a big priority for me. And then also like continuing to show up for my family and friends. Um, You know, Henry, we went to Boston for Thanksgiving and Henry got to be with his cousins. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, I, I really want Henry to have a close relationship with his cousins, but he doesn't get to see them that much. So how can we kind of make that happen more? My sister-in-law has been sick. So that, you know, that is also just a factor in everything. Um, So, yeah, I just, you know, I I want, I want to, I want to, I want to show up for, for family and friends in the same, I think in a similar way that you do as well. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm, where I'm leaning for 2024. Well, I can think of no better way to kind of wrap up the episode and the year than by thinking 
some of our patrons. Patrons? Oh, patrons. What a great idea, Kate. Patrons. patrons. But I like to say patrons. <laughs> These are folks who support our Patreon at the $10 level or above. We are very grateful for your support and community over there. And we're just going to throw out your names. And um, I just also always want to note that if we mispronounce your name, please do shoot us an email and correct us. Here we go. Jen Jen, Patty Dosher, Helen Demoy, Shelly Lee, Kim Beigler, Beigler, Amelia DeCola, Sarah, Sarah Buzzy, Allison Cohen, Laura, Susan Burseth, Lizette, Kristen Morris, Lynette Jones, Fran, Kelsey Wolf, Danae, Alexander Houghton, Laura Eddy, Pam from Boston, Jadel Apti, Valerie Bruno, Jane Terrio, Katie Quatrone, E. Jackson, Amy Maseko, Liz Rain, JDK, Hannah M., Julia Putt, Juliana DePiche, or this is my, you know what? For some reason, this last name reminds me of my family, and so I always stop. It's just, it's, it's just Italian, like my family was. Juliana, I'm going to say DePiche. DePiece? I don't know. Marissa, Andrea Sepulveda, Sarah Bell, Diana. Becky Hobbs-Haler, Kristen Collins, Coco Bean, Laura Haddon, Josie Heisick, Nikki Bossert, Juliana Duff, Angie James, Tiffany Griffith, Diane M. Martin, Emily McIntyre, Stephanie Germana, Elizabeth Anderson, Kelly Dearborn, Christine Bassis, Caroline, Jessica Gale, Jennifer Barrett, Zulima Lundy, Carrie Golds, Heather Okanga, Anne Tawadrum, Nick, Catherine Ellingson, Kara Brugman, Cece, Sarah Egan, Jessica Coleman, Jennifer Olson, Jennifer H.S., Jillian Bowman, Brianne Macy, Elizabeth Holland, Karen Perelman, Rachel Anderson, M, Bethany, Lisa Travis, Kate M, Emily, Bruyere, Josie Alquist, Tara Todd, Elizabeth Cleary, Monica, Joanna Stone, Beth, and Sherilyn Hyde, and Taylor Swift. I just happened to notice she was on our Patreon this year. She just joined. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor Allison, Allison Swift. Swift. <laughs> Friends, uh, we thank you all so, so much for listening and for being with us through another year of Forever 35 we are hosted and produced by ourselves. Wait. What? Oh, wait. Oh. Kate, just a note. Next week, uh, we're going to be running a special compilation episode of some highlights from this year. So do check that out. Um, it won't be a new episode, but, but it'll, be, it'll a fun, be a fun one. Compilation. No. Sorry. Please proceed. And <laughs> friendly note that Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Dory Shafrir and Kate Spencer. It's produced and edited by Sam Junio. Sammy Reed is our project manager and our network partner is ACAST. Wishing you all a happy new year. <laughs>